It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We have a schedule. Well, we have four games of a schedule, but four really, really important games. The in-season tournament schedule is here. Let's break it all down and tell you why the Magic have a challenge and why I think the Magic can win Group C. Yeah, I said it. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is recording this on August 15th, 2023. It will be August 16th, 2023. Soon enough. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. Because follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the in-season tournament schedule is here. I'm hyped for it. You might be hyped for it. You should be hyped for it. We're gonna get you hyped for it. The NBA schedule is on its way. We'll have the full schedule Thursday. We'll break that down Thursday afternoon slash Friday night, uh, Friday morning. Um, but we will get to the full schedule today. We'll focus on the four most important games in November. The in-season tournament schedule, it's coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you for making Lockdown Magic Part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Um, I won't make any bones about it. Uh, I love the idea of the of the in-season tournament. Uh, I am really, 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 really excited to see how this is executed and really, really excited to see how this thing continues to evolve. Um, uh, I firmly believe that we should give out more trophies, um, not necessarily to everyone. You, you have to earn your trophies. But uh, personally, I think a single elimination tournament like the one we're about to see with this in-season tournament or a hybrid like we're about to see with this in-season tournament, it, it, it honestly, I feel like, tests a different skill of a team. Um, look, the Larry O'Brien Trophy, the NBA uh, Championship, the NBA Finals are still the pinnacle. Uh, to be able to beat a team four out of seven times the chess match that is involved in having to be able to do that, that, that is still the elite. That is still the cream of the crop. That is still the most difficult thing any team is going to have to do to win a championship uh, or, or to, to win a, a trophy. And, and, and I, I think that will always be placed at the highest pedestals. But I also think it is a different skill to have to be able to manage a regular season, to manage the day-to-day grind of the 82-game season, and to come out on the top. I do believe that there should be a regular season champion. Just like I think a single elimination tournament is also a different kind of skill. The ability to rise up to the pressure of having to win, uh, having to play must-win games. And obviously, the in-season tournament isn't a strict single elimination tournament like we would see 
in international in uh, European uh, competitions, uh, like in soccer, the FA Cup, or here in the United States, the U.S. Open Cup with soccer, uh, or the NCAA tournament. It's obviously not strictly that, but I do think it's going to add an exciting element to these games. And you know, I'm very much on record about this. For a young team like the Orlando Magic, this is practice. Like, like the Magic have never had to play pressure games. They have never had to play must-win games. They've never had to go on the road and get a win that they need to have or to flip home court advantage into their favor. This is what the in-season tournament is about for the Orlando Magic, and it's why this is so important for the Orlando Magic to play in these games, to succeed in these games, uh, and just to see where they're at. Yes, these games are happening very early in the season. Uh, the the, the in-season tournament games take place all throughout November. We'll get into the Magic schedule here in just a moment. Um, but these games are really, really vital for the Orlando Magic. Um, so, you know, before we get into the schedule, I guess I'm burying the lead a little bit here, but before we get too deep into the schedule, I want you to get hype for the in-season tournament. I think that this is a fantastic opportunity for a young Magic team with virtually no playoff experience. Gary Harris and Joe Ingles are the only guys who have been in the playoffs on this team. Jonathan Isaac's been in the playoffs too, but Gary Harris and Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac are the only three players on this roster with playoff experience. I maybe mean, no, Mavacher's not been in the playoffs, I don't think. Um, either way, it's scant. And so to give these players an opportunity to play pressure games, games that have a little bit of weight to them, maybe not as weighty as a late-season game when you need to get in the play-in tournament, certainly not as weighty maybe as a play-in tournament game, which will be a single elimination game, essentially. Um, these games having some weight, the ability to make some mistakes and recover like you would in a playoff series, this is the best simulation this team is going to get for the postseason before they get to the postseason. And if the Magic perform well, it'll obviously tell us a lot about where this team is at. Um, if they don't perform well, well, they will have that experience to know what they need to do the next time in a couple months when they're playing these pressure games anyway. I really I really love the way the schedule is set up for the Orlando Bench. They're going to essentially be playing a four-game playoff series. Um, not a series, but a four-game set in the in-season tournament. Here is the Orlando Magic's uh, in-season tournament schedule. And I want to make sure uh, I, I get all the dates to you and, and, and make sure you've marked your calendars. Orlando Magic will not be starting off in the first window of the in-season tournament. In fact, they will play in four straight windows. Uh, Tuesday and Friday are your, are your in-season tournament game windows throughout November. Um, they will play in four straight windows. They will be the first team in Group C done with their in-season tournament games. They will be the leaders in the clubhouse, essentially. They are out there to set a mark that everyone else has to reach. They will open their in-season tournament games November 14th at Brooklyn, head to Chicago for a game in Chicago on November 17th. Then they are home to face the Toronto Raptors on November 21st. And then they close out the inaugural in-season tournament Group C play November 24th, Black Friday, against the tournament favorite Boston Celtics. That is a 2.30 p.m. tip-off on NBA TV. So not the national national TV, but uh, still a, a big stage for the Orlando Magic and a big close to their play in or to their in-season tournament schedule. Um, I love the way this schedule is set up, to be pretty perfectly honest. Maybe I would have liked to have a home game early on just to help gain some confidence, but we are going to know within that first week where this Magic team is at and whether this Magic team can win their group. I'll explain why I think they can 
later on, I'm going to get into some other elements of the schedule and why I think this is important coming up here in a minute. But I want to start with this. The point of this in-season tournament for a team like the Orlando Magic is to simulate the playoffs. The Orlando Magic will start on the road. This is like a best-of-five series. They will start on the road needing to get a split, needing to bring a home court advantage back to them. If you, be- if you believe and expect that you're going to win your home games, and look, Orlando's toughest game in this group, again, the tournament favorites are the Boston Celtics. I think they're plus 650, according to, to some bookmakers. Um, the tournament favorites are the Boston Celtics. The Magic get them last. They will, whatever their record is, they will know if that is a must-win game for them. Because right now, assume Boston's going 4-0 in the group. Just assume it. And if you beat Boston, all of a sudden, everything opens up. Um, Whoever beats Boston's going to have a leg up on the entire competition. And so, essentially, the way I would look at this if I'm Jamal Mosley, if I'm preparing the Magic, is to say, we're going to treat this like the playoffs. We're going to essentially play four straight games in this in-season tournament. Um, there's, of course, a chance that the Magic will have a game over the weekend, November 18th, 19th, uh, or 20th. I doubt they play back-to-backs on these things because uh, they want them to be special. So there's absolutely the possibility the Magic do play a game November 19th. We will get the full schedule out on Thursday, so we'll we'll know where this, this fits in. But in all odds, Orlando is going to be playing four straight in-season tournament games. So again, it's about playoff practice. It's about... Um, this in-season tournament is about getting that pressure experience, getting that postseason experience, that that kind of playoff pressure practice that this team is eventually going to need to succeed in the playoffs when they come. And so Orlando's going to start on the road here, needing to get a split, go one and one on those two games, and you put yourself, you've essentially put um, your destiny in your hands as to whether you're going to get out of the ter- get out of the group play or not, or, or even give yourself, let's say both Boston and Orlando go three and one, um, give yourself a chance to get out of the group stage as a wild card team. Remember, there are three groups. Top the top team in each group advances to the knockout round, and then one wild card team, the best second place team, advances to the quarterfinals. Then we play quarterfinal games at host cities uh, before heading to the semifinals and finals in Las Vegas in early December. Um, we'll get to those details again when we get to pl- in-season tournament time. But as playoff practice, the Magic could not ask for more. And, and that's really what this is about. This is a challenge. This in-season tournament is a challenge to the Orlando Magic to show that they are playoff ready. And when we come back, we will talk about all the different ways the Magic can prove that and show that uh, we'll get to that coming up here. Plus, why the Magic can win the group. I'm I'm willing to say it. I'm willing to call the upset. Why I think the Magic can win Group C. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off. We had our friend, uh, our friend Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars on the show yesterday. We'll be planning a visit from our friends at Locked On Bucks very, very soon. Probably, uh, actually, we're probably going to air that on tomorrow on Thursday's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, so we're getting our fix of football here on Locked On Magic. You need your fix on football too, and that's why FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on the Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl: the Jaguars, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the whoever. And you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can, you can use it to bet on the Magic to win the in-season tournament. You, you could. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And again, again, I I would venture to bet and guess that uh, the Magic are a pretty good bet. Uh, you know, pretty good value bet. You know, will they win the whole thing? Probably not. And I think there's a lot of lessons you can learn um, in defeat. But uh, uh, the Magic might be might be a pretty pretty good bet here. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But let's dive into the challenges ahead for the Orlando Magic. Um, I, look, I, I've said it before. I will keep saying it. I love the in-season tournament. I, I'm really, really excited to see these these games play out. I'm really, really excited to see um, see what's in store and to see, uh, frankly, just to see how the Magic respond to the pressure that we're expecting to see them have to play through and play under uh, in the in-season tournament. Um, this stuff is important, um, and and the more you learn, the more you gain, the more experience you get, the better this team is ultimately going to be. And and, and that's that's really at the heart, in my opinion, uh, of what's at stake in the in-season tournament. What's at stake in, in what we're going to watch. Um, these are just four games, like four nondescript games, but they're still regular season games. They still count for something. And, you know, you look at the Magic's group, the three te- the other three teams outside of the Boston Celtics in the Magic's group are teams that they're going to be fighting in playoff spot for. We expect the Chicago Bulls, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Toronto Raptors all to be in that mix for the play-in tournament. I wrote about this on OrlandoMatchDaily.com um, as far as like what we can learn from the Toronto Raptors in their season last year. That you know the Raptors kind of aim for the play-in tournament, and and that's kind of their ceiling. But they just lost Fred VanVleet, and I don't think anyone would disregard the Raptors as a play-in tournament candidate. Um, you know, the Chicago Bulls are perpetually stuck in the play-in ringer, and, and certainly not having Lonzo Ball is going to hurt them again this year. That team is very, very talented. Um, all these games matter. Like, these set of four games, like, losing to Boston, you expect to lose to Boston. Orlando's played very well against Boston, granted, and we'll get to that in a minute, but um, losing to Boston is whatever. Losses to Chicago, losses to... Toronto losses to Brooklyn, they'll already count for double because it's a regular season loss and a, and a, a in-season tournament loss, but it feels like they'll count for triple because it's also losses direct against your direct competition. When they announced the groups uh, about a month ago back in Summer League, um, I said that I thought the Magic had a favorable draw, and it was a favorable draw only because Brooklyn seems like their team that's going to take a bit of a step back. Yes, Mikhail Bridges had a great finish this season, but Brooklyn struggled overall after the trade deadline. Chicago is Chicago. Toronto is certainly going to take a step back, although they were certainly playing capable. It really felt like there's no clear-cut second-place team in this group. And, and look, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, for sure Orlando is going to get second place in this group, 
but they're capable of it. And I don't think we could say that about some of the about the other groups in in, in this in this tournament. The other groups have a Cleveland and uh, like a Milwaukee and Miami, or Cleveland uh, and New York, or Cleveland. Who's Cleveland with? Cleveland is with uh, Philadelphia. Um, they all have multiple surefire playoff teams. This is the one group that doesn't have that. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy for the Magic to get there. Certainly one of the big goals I think Orlando is going to have this season is to get off to a better start. Everybody in the organization recognizes the only reason they missed the playing tournament last year was the 5-20 and 20 start. And, and, and I think it's important that we don't completely disregard that that start existed. We don't completely disregard that that thing happened, but we understand why it happened. Uh, injuries to the point guards, uh, injuries throughout the roster, just a young team that didn't quite know what it's doing. Now this team knows what it's doing a little bit. They are essentially the same team as last year. There should be a bit of a hit-the-ground running mentality. And while I think early on in the season, especially and certainly through training camp, Orlando will be managing Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner's workload a little bit after their run at, at uh, for their national teams, um, this is going to be a point where the Magic are going to have to start ramping them up a little bit if they want to win this thing. And again, who knows if the goal is to win this thing. I think this is the kind of tournament that is set up for a young team like the Orlando Magic to really invest in itself. The Boston Celtics, they're going after championship. Would they like to win the in-season tournament? Sure, they absolutely would. But that's probably not front of mind for them. They're working in a new player with Kristaps Porzingis. They're going to have to reestablish their identity after trading away Marcus Smart. They're a team that's in flux. The Magic are pretty settled. The Bulls, I would also say, are pretty settled, and they have some more established star power. I, honestly, I think Chicago and Orlando are, are going to be fighting really hard uh, to, to win because this could be the only thing that they win all year. That's that's what this that's really what this or at least partly what this tournament is, is for. Um, it's going to be a challenge. You know, starting on the road is not easy. Orlando won only fourteen, uh, I think, fourteen road games last year. Maybe they won, yeah, fourteen road games last year, I believe. Um, it's not easy. It's not going to be an easy game for this for this Magic team. Um, and uh, I really think that. You know, I really, really think that um, it's going to be uh, – we're going to know within those first two games whether the Magic are going to be competitive in this thing. Splitting those two road games is essential. Uh, and, and honestly, if I am Jamal Mosley, if I am this team, I am putting that pressure on them. I want to see how they respond. I want to see – I want them to walk into Brooklyn and feel like, hey, let's steal game one because guess what? In April – you're going to have to walk into Milwaukee. You're going to have to walk into Philadelphia. You're going to have to walk into Cleveland. You're going to have to walk into Miami and say, let's steal game one. Let's get game one. And if you don't get game one, then you really got to get game two. Um, that's the kind of pressure you want to simulate in these moments and, 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 and what is at stake. I also think it's worth noting that the Magic are going to be playing these games all in a row. And while I think that is ultimately beneficial for them because it kind of keeps that pressure up and, and, and just kind of keeps it dialed in. They don't have anything interrupting them. It also means that they're done really, really quickly. Um, they're going to be the first ones in the clubhouse. They're going to set the mark for the rest of the group. If they go three and one, especially if they beat Boston in that last game, but even if they lose to Boston, they're three and one. Um, they've set the mark for everybody else in the group. They've, you know, they've beaten everyone else in the group. So now everyone else has the pressure of, you know, that one team that, you know, I think Toronto boss, Toronto plays Boston as the last, last game in the group. Let me actually check that because I have that. Freely available to me. Um, okay. Um, yeah, the last game in the group is uh, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Chicago, Boston. So, you know, Orlando is the odd me odd team that that gets it gets its work done early. Um, that 
they're gonna they're gonna have that mark set, and so they're gonna be playing very very intense basketball for two weeks, just like you would in a playoff series, and then they'll get to kind of come down and breathe a little bit before hopefully they get to the knockout round. Um, obviously, this is a young team. Um, we have high hopes for the Orlando Magic. We believe that they can do some very special things this year, but the fact of the matter is we don't know. Um, twenty nine and twenty eight. Being a 500 team ain't going to get it done in this thing. If they want to advance, they're going to have to be three and one. Like uh, plain and simple, they're going to have to go three and one in these four games to advance. Uh, I don't see a scenario where everybody is two and two. Uh, I, I don't see a scenario where Boston um, loses those games. The pressure is on for them to overperform in, in a lot of ways. You know, it'd be great to get all four. If you get all four, you advance. It's that simple. Um, that's what a single elimination tournament should be. Uh, but, um, but we don't really know this Magic team. Um, you know, I, I I don't. I know I get I'm criticized a little bit about this. Um, I don't want to sound alarmist. I do believe this team is going to make the postseason. I do believe this team is really really special, and I'll explain why I think they can win the group here in, in just a moment. But they're going to have to come together really really quickly and do something that this group hasn't done. And like I said, the point of the end season tournament for the Orlando Magic is to get experience, to experience this pressure, to experience. Uh, experience what it's going to be like when they're playing the playoffs for real. That's what's at stake. That's what's on the line. That's what this team has to do during this run. And and we'll see if they're able to do it. Of course, everybody's picking Boston to win this group. They should, but the magic can beat them and the magic can win this group. I'll explain how they do that coming up here in just a moment. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When the when the schedule came out uh, for the or when the, the groups came out for the in season tournament uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, back at summer league, I immediately said this is a favorable draw for the Orlando Magic. I said it unequivocally. I believe it wholeheartedly. The Orlando Magic can finish second in this group. They should feel like they can be the second place team in this group. And frankly, I'm disappointed that I'm not seeing more buzz of saying like, "Hey, the Magic are." The Magic are quietly a dangerous team. Um, you know, the NBA.com did their predictions for the group. They had the Celtics and Raptors advancing. And look, I, I think every, and, and I think this is what's great about Group C, every single one of these teams, especially this early in the season, 
should believe they can finish second in this group, if not win the whole group. Um, you know, the Celtics are the clear favorites to win the group. I'm I'm not gonna tell you that they aren't the betting favorites, they are the betting favorites, but the magic, I think, are unique and that they could really score the big upset of this tournament. I believe it. This is a team that that hungers to do well, that wants to prove itself on the biggest stage, that believes that it can win these kinds of games, uh, that it deserves to be the next up-and-coming team in the league. And, you know, again, this, this, this whole tournament is about getting this experience and getting that confidence to know they belong. The Magic... To end the season last year. Look, Chicago had a great run to end the season last year. The Magic have beaten all of these teams. They beat the Bulls last year. Yes, on a buzzer beater in Chicago. They beat um, they beat Brooklyn pretty handily after the All-Star break. The, the loss, they, they, they went one and two against Brooklyn last year. Um, the first loss came with Durant on the, on the Nets. The win came at Amway Center. The loss came after the Magic were eliminated and they weren't playing their guys. They can beat Brooklyn. I think Orlando is a better team than Brooklyn. They can beat Toronto. They did that twice at the Amway. They did that twice at the Amway Center back in November. Um, had a couple close games up in Toronto, but Toronto doesn't have Fred VanVleet anymore. Their 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 attack is just a little bit different now, and we'll see uh, just how different it is and, and new coach and and all that. Orlando and Toronto are about the same, and if not, Orlando a little bit ahead. Um, if if we're starting to make predictions. This group obviously comes down to who's going to beat Boston. If this group does not go to the Celtics, it will be because someone beat Boston. And the Magic, honestly, are the best team to bet on that. Orlando went 3-1 and one against the Celtics last year. Their only loss was an overtime, was a, was a close loss in the opening game of the season. Back when Paolo Bancaro was still his, his first home game at the Amway Center. This is a team, this is a group that is not afraid of the Boston Celtics. Now, they'll have some more size with Christophs Porzingis. Porzingis gave the Magic a lot of problems last year with the Washington Wizards. Not going to deny that, but at this early stage in the season, he's going to be finding his way with this team. Also, when the Magic faced the Wizards, they did not have Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac is a known Christophs Porzingis stopper. Um, just just ask, the Mavericks that, ask the Mavericks that one game back in 2019 uh, during the 2020 season. Um the Magic have this unique blend of size uh, and, and, and versatility that just rubs Boston the wrong way. Now, maybe Boston takes it easy on Orlando. Maybe Boston looks at the schedule and say it's just Orlando. That is a known problem with the Boston Celtics where they play a little bit up and down to their competition. Uh, they lose some focus against some of the weaker teams. That is a known problem with Boston. But Orlando handled them. In Jonathan Isaac's first game, he handled them. And the Magic got a big win Uh late in this, uh, like right after the All-Star break. This is a team that has given Boston problems in the past. And if that's the case, if the Magic are able to beat the Celtics on that last game, with all the pressure that might be attended to it, plus a 2.30 p.m. start here on the East Coast, NBA TV, um, put the game on ABC. You guys don't need to watch Iowa, Nebraska. Um, Iowa, Nebraska is not going to ESPN anymore. But, um, but, the Magic have shown themselves very capable of winning these games. They've uh, of beating a team like Boston. They've shown themselves capable of beating every single team in their group. And if the Magic do indeed get better, why not? Consistency. That's why not. They're a young team. No one knows what to what to expect, and pre- you can't predict what what a team's going to do. But 
if I had to score an upset in all the playing tournament and all and the whole thing, the two teams that I, I the, the only non-playoff team from 2023 that I think could win the in-season, that I think could win their group the in-season tournament is the Orlando Magic. Just everything is set up for them to be the shocker of the league, including the fact that the Celtics are the favorites in this tournament. Um, look, we don't know how serious anyone's going to take this tournament. Um, I am, you can tell I am very excited. I'm very invested. I love this idea. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. I'm going to watch the Commissioner's Cup later tonight um, Go between the Aces and the Liberty. Um, these tournaments do add a fun element to these, to these seasons and, and to these games and to these leagues. It is a good thing. This is ultimately a good thing. But now we got to see how it all plays out. Now we got to see who steps up to the plate. And at the end of the day, if there's one message you take away from this episode of Locked on Magic, the message should be, we're going to learn who in the who among the Orlando Magic is ready to step to the plate. Who among the Orlando Magic is ready for primetime? And, and who maybe needs a little bit of work? Who needed to learn the hard lesson of pressure basketball? That is something that is incredibly valuable to learn. Because like I've said throughout this entire process, uh, throughout this entire offseason, next season, the 2024 season, is about finding out who belongs on this team and who doesn't. Who is going to be part of this team when they're ready to compete? Because we believe... They are ready to compete more seriously this year, whether that's the play-in tournament, whether it's the playoffs proper. We expect this team to be playing basketball after game 82. Hopefully after game 83, because you get an extra, you get an extra game if you make the championship. We expect this Magic team to play games beyond game 82, one way or another. Um, I won't commit to what that game is. It could be the 9-10 game, could be the 7-8 game, could be a playoff series. But we expect this team to play beyond game 82. And what the Magic need to learn from that experience is who can handle that. What does this team actually need to do to compete at a higher level? That's what's on the line in the 2024 season. And the in-season tournament is going to give us a sneak preview. Sneak preview of what that looks like. Take care of your business on the road. Get that split on the road and you have home court advantage. All you have to do is win at the Amway Center, you know, beat uh, beat Chicago or beat uh, beat Toronto, beat Boston, and you're probably playing some really fun basketball, single elimination basketball later on in the season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on all the podcasts to your podcast enable listening device relates to the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. For my everyday crew, we're still going every day. I, I'm still kind of shocked I'm going every day, but for my everyday crew on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go Locked Off Magic again, once again. Talk to our friends from Locked On Bucks to learn a little bit more about how Tampa Bay is coping after Tom Brady's retirement and how the team reloads instead of rebuilds. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Plus, the NBA schedule releases in full on Thursday. We'll have another Thursday afternoon episode of Locked on Magic leading into Friday to close your week, breaking down the Orlando Magic schedule. We'll get to all that coming up the rest of the week. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, it's been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.